We are here on the future today. This week, we've got two, the uh, the battery of the future and actually the present too, but we've got two of the top 2025s in New Jersey and in the country. We've got Zach Fronio uh, and Andrew Parisi, both from Rutgers Prep and, uh, you know, started off with a strong first year, got three years of high school together and uh, talk about how you guys both ended up at Rutgers Prep first. But before we do that, welcome to both of you and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank yep. you. I know it's been a busy summer and fall all over the uh, all over the country, all over the Northeast or the, uh, the East Coast. But let's let's look ahead now that sophomore year has started. Um, Rutgers Prep had a you guys had a really good freshman year a little bit left on the table I think to shoot for both uh, in the counties and the states um, but you know to have any prep school with with two of the top guys in the state together like that at an early age was uh, is, is unusual you know it's not a big it's not a Don Bosco or it's not a school like that um, you know Rutgers Prep has a good baseball history how did you guys end up together um, there for, for, for your high school years? So it started off with my brother actually deciding he wanted to go to Rutgers Prep. And we both, we both took a tour there and I actually loved the school. I loved the campus and I loved the people on it. And I committed there, well, quote unquote, committed there for high school. And then I told Zach, I was like, Zach, you gotta come here. We both can play varsity baseball here. and. I just convinced him to come. He's like, all right, I'll just go. It'll be fun. Try it out. And uh, I had I had the Zoom meeting with the athletic director, Mr. Klipstein. He told I toured the school before uh, uh, before the school year ended, and then I decided to go to Rutgers Prep, and I think late July. Okay, so late July before ninth, right? Right before ninth grade. Yeah. And you guys have played together for a few years before that, right? Yes. yes. With uh, Diamond Jacks from uh, from the young from a, from a really young age. Yeah, we went from Diamond Jacks then to MA Show. Okay, and now you kind of both have got your your national path for the next couple of years, right? Zach with artillery and uh, and Andrew with uh, with five star, right? Yes. yes. Tell us about. I guess both of you. We'll start with Zach on this one. Um, what it was like as a, as a freshman, you know, playing at a high level, um, you know, quickly becoming key players on your team, obviously. Andrew leading the, the state in RBIs, which we should note. Um, 54, I believe it was. Yeah, 54. In a high school season is, is just silly. Um, and 11 homers, which isn't uh, something we kind of sneak past either. I mean, those are those are crazy numbers. But to, to have a good year to get to the county finals, lose a tough one to Ridge, get into the States, be the number one seed. Um, tell us about what freshman year was like for both of you. Um, freshman year, it was, it, was a really, it was a really good and fun year. You know, everyone, it was such like an inclusive environment with everyone. Like they just made it all, both of us and all the other freshmen feel like a part of the team from day one. And it was just a really fun time playing with them. I, I felt absolutely little pressure when I came up to play as a freshman. I knew I had three years behind me and I can change everything. So I, when I went up there, I just played my own with Coach Larry. Coach Larry is a great coach. He allowed us to be who we are, 
do what we do what we wanted to do and just be ourselves. So it was great meeting the players on the team as well. They invited us into the baseball community and just made everything better. What was the first moment where it really clicked? I mean, you, that you knew and, and were capable of big things? Um, Dodgerstown, uh, down in Vero Beach, Florida, where we go down for a week during our spring break and we live in the barracks and we just play other high school teams from around the country. And I kind of made an impact there. I had two home runs with a triple as well. And then everyone on the team was like, oh, this kid's legit. He can play. <laughs> can hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, Zach, for you on the mound, your your first big game um, came pretty early. Yeah, it did. Uh, I think my first, I think the, I'm trying to think of which one came first. Uh, I think my the first, like, technically like a tournament game or whatever it was called I think might have been against Montgomery or mm -hmm. in the prep B final I forget which one came first but um you don't I mean for at least for a freshman I didn't you don't really like know like the spot you're in until like you're on the mound in the spot and there's like people all around you people talking and it's just a good experience because as like an underclassman you're really not supposed to be in like that spot and it's really supposed to be for like a upperclassman. So when you're a freshman, it's just like you might you can just go out there no pressure because they're they should be the ones hitting you because they're older than you. And when they don't hit you, that's when people start to talk about you. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and and lefty, big frame, six four. You know, um, gonna get a lot of attention certainly with the uh the ability to throw a lot of pitches and 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 the command of them that's that's really advanced so your recruiting process was intense and early and you committed to um certainly one of the top programs in the country the regular season big 10 champs maryland um one of the top really one of the top programs in the in the region what how did that go and what kind of pushed uh Fear the turtle. What kind of pushed the turtles over the edge? So back when I was on MA show, 15U fall, my coach, J.R. Tolbert, he got me on the phone with Marilyn. He, he gave me a lot of exposure to a bunch of different schools. I was talking to some other schools too. And then I was just talking to the pitching coach, uh, Coach Morrison. And he would just talk. We would talk every week for about two to three months and it was never about like Maryland itself it wasn't like selling it it was just kind of like just like human interaction like what are you doing like what like what'd you eat for dinner all this and then I went to a camp in January to see the campus fell in love it's beautiful really like it and then they saw me throw and then I and then I think like Two to three weeks later, I'm on a Zoom call for what they said was an hour, but it ended up being two hours because they were talking about everything. And there was a lot of take in. And so they threw me an offer on the table. And then I would say two weeks later, uh, we have a call scheduled. He he doesn't know I'm committing to Maryland. And he called, he calls, uh, I call him up and I tell him, and he was so happy. And then that's how I committed. Yeah, now that it's been, what, I guess about half a year, right? A little more than half a year yeah. since then. It just, 
has it sunk in? Does it feel still really that the same excitement as that day? And it's something that we're really excited for. Yeah, I would, I'm still excited because now it's like, well, like, I, like I, I already know where I like, I already know where I'm going to school. So it's like, I don't have that pressure on like, I have to play well every time I pitch or every time I do anything, because I know that I already know where I'm going. So I can just focus on like what I need to focus on to get me there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Andrew, you're not a six, four lefty pitcher, unfortunately, unless we, unless you work on it a little bit, maybe, but you know, the, the recruiting process, obviously you've got the, the, the stats and the metrics and the, you know, the, the raw power and, and, and hitting that's going to have lots of attention. Um, when you're, when you've got a lot of kind of schools that are interested in, and you're going through your own process, I mean, what's most important to you when you're going through this and, you know, trying to find the right fit. Building relationships with the coaching there. Because if you want to, if you want, when you want to go to school, you have to like the coaching staff because you can't just play there all four years and then not like the coaching staff and not be there. So when I'm talking to all of the schools that I really want to like, like the coach and I want him to like me as well. Yep. Now, you get the chance to catch Zach regularly now. You weren't always a catcher, um, right? You know, and, and most guys your size don't always start out behind the plate. Um, still a really new position for you kind of within the last year where, you're, where you've been catching the majority of the time. What went into that, you know, kind of becoming a, a, a catcher? What have you learned? And do you like it? I love it. I love, I mean, I went to, I went to Ani Ramos catching Academy and he taught me a lot and how to be there. He like taught me all the basic secondary primary one knee stance, how to work down and up from the ball and how, how to like frame properly. I also went to coach Quinn over at FDU. He, mm -hmm. and he taught, he taught me a bunch as well. We practice a lot and what got me there was, like my frame I mean I'm a big wall so I can stop any ball that comes my way so it's us and pitchers also love throwing to me because they know I'll stop everything is that right Zach yeah that is you uh I mean you've known Andrew since you're 10 you played with him since you're 10 you know having him catch you is a new thing but but tell me about Andrew both as a as a hitter as a player and and now as a catcher Andrew's a, Andrew's a good player, you know. He he can hit about any pitch that's thrown at him. And it's just like when he's going up there, you know that he, that most of the time he's going to walk away with a hit. But, you know, for a catcher in the past year, he's been well for me in high school, calling good pitchers in good spots, really, like, learning it. And I feel like he's been a really fast learner for the amount of time that he's been catching. And it's just cool to just keep watching him develop because he's getting better every week. What's the farthest ball you've seen him hit? I I've seen a bunch actually. I know that's why it's figure you you know as as you've seen more than as much as much as anybody would be would be my guess. He's hit some moonshots. Like I one this high school year, I feel like he put. I, there was like a green wall behind left center field. 
I swear on my life, he hit that ball 40 feet over the green wall. And the green wall is like 50 feet away from the fence. Where is this? At Rutgers Prep? Yeah. And so Rutgers Prep to left center is probably like 280. He probably in the probably hit it like probably 370, 380. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, it's, it's not the biggest field, but, it's, but it doesn't matter when you hit it that far. Yeah. It's not the biggest field, but when you see when you see the home run or the swings that he's putting on these balls, yeah, they're, they're out at ninety five percent. I was gonna say you hit them three eighty five, four hundred. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what field you're on. That's right, Andrew. What do you think? Is that was that one of your your furthest? What's the one you remember most? You remember your first home run? Let me put it on a on a big field. Yeah, I do. It's um thirteen U. I think it was. Actually, it was at, in New Jersey at a Newark stadium. I hit a dead center about 350. And that's like a great experience. It's like, I finally did it. Finally hit my first big field, big field home run. Now now that's nothing, right? That's the, the, It's just common now. Biggest one you, what's the biggest one? Not the, the, the longest one necessarily. What's the biggest one that you've ever hit? Um. Hmm. I think the Dodgerstown one, it was, we were facing New Brunswick, Brunswick school out of Connecticut. We were down two nothing. I had one over the left field wall about 20 feet to bring us to a two, one lead. Was that but, off the righty? Yeah, it was off the right. Oh, that kid. Yeah. I remember that one now. Okay. That was, it was at the main, the main field of Dodgerstown. Yeah. yeah. It was like the stadium in the back. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a nice. Where, you know, so many guys have played, you know? Yeah, it's a really nice stadium too. Definitely. Yeah. So now, Andrew, you've you've seen Zach as a pitcher while you're in the field. You now see him behind the plate regularly. Give me a scouting report. If I was a batter, I would not want to be in the box. That's, that's my <laughs> overall thing. No, his ball moves. His ball moves the crazy like 10, 15 inches. No, since I've been working with him, I learned how to catch it. But if I was a hitter. I would not want to be in the box. I would be probably in the back right corner of the box, shivering, shivering, and like saying, please get me out of the box. Three pitches, quick, fast, easy. No idea what's coming either, right? I mean, there's no. so many. He's got like five, six pitches in his arsenal, and it's crazy. So you had to learn how to catch and learn how to catch a kid who was committed to Maryland at the same time. It, it wasn't – I mean, it took like a – few outings you know i dropped a lot of balls in my first one since it moved a lot but you know once i so learned I that <laughs> against gill yeah i remember that once once i learned it it was fine is it is it really you know if you're if you're just making the the change to the position is it really more just the is the movement's got to be harder than the than the velocity right yeah i faced i faced a lot of pitchers who don't throw hard but their ball moves like crazy for for instance, one of the players on MA show, Michael, he had a he was a lefty and only threw like high 70s, but his curveball moved like 20 inches. It was hard to like know where it was gonna break and like if I had to block it or not, I got crossed up a few times. It was is it, it was a really good curveball. Definitely. The, the kind of lefty you hate to, to hit against and catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite players to watch. I I would say judge right now. Since he broke the AR home run record, I wanted to see if he can transfer into the postseason. Hit some more. Go figure. Um, the, the the guy with eleven homers and fifty four RBIs wants to likes Aaron Judge the most. Yeah. Zach, well, you, you go the pitcher on this question, or are you 
Yeah, one guy that I actually really like watching this year um, has really been Shane McClanahan. I really like watching him pitch. How come? What about him? I mean, other than he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously he's obviously great, but he's a dog on the mound. You know, he throw thrown thrown ninety eight, and then having like the stuff that he has, he just he's just unhittable. He looks really good out there. You know, Tom's another one. Diehard Mets fan, so got to say him also. Watched him last night pumping one hundred two every pitch with a ninety four slider. It's just you got to, as a pitcher, you got to have even more appreciation of like just how crazy that is, right? Yeah. It's just like there's there's two guys in the league that can that really do that, and that's him and Spencer Strider, and he's a rookie. Yeah. And that's crazy for what's going to come out of him over his 12, 12 to 15 year career if he doesn't get hurt. I mean, he yeah. th- throws, he throws, he's only thrown really two pitches this year, a four seam and a slider, but he just dominates everyone. Yeah, it's uh, when you have when you have that good stuff and that good command of, of even two pitches, and you can dominate it at the major league level, right? It's it's crazy. Um, anybody that you kind of pattern yourself after, not necessarily now, but as you were growing up. Uh, one guy that I really liked, or like I really tried to like work on, or it's probably Kershaw. My dad's a, my dad's a huge Dodgers fan. So I always watched him when I was little. And then you got the lefty part thrown in on top of it. Yeah, I got that part. I think I probably, I'm trying, I was trying to like work on my curveball after him. I really like the 12 to six. I think it's a great, it's a great like difference in movement because I don't have, I needed like that vertical drop that I didn't have. So I just, that was my pitch. And so I'm working, so I worked on that. Um. You know, Andrew, I guess first for you, you know, certainly keep getting better behind the plate's got to be one of them. Yeah. But what are your big goals between now and, you know, more, mid-March when, when high school starts up? My arm, my arm strength. I, that's, that's been my key goal ever since, even if, even when I was at first base. No, I used to throw like mid, mid-60s mid because my arm was in a terrible spot. But once I learned how to like, throw normally I threw like mid 70s and now I'm going to go to total arm care this winter as well so I'm also going to build my arm strength there and learn how to throw properly there from Tom yeah you figure that's probably that's certainly I'm sure you hear it from people too because you plenty of guys have seen you that, that that's the biggest you know area you've got to improve right yeah Zach, for you, I mean, the commitment's off the table, so you don't have to worry about that so much. Obviously, now, what do we do to get our game over the next few years to to be a, a guy at, at Maryland? I mean, for number one, I want to get my below up. I've been – I've taught this summer and this fall. I, I think I've topped, like, 87 and, like, bullpens and stuff. And I just – I'm trying to get it up, and then I'm trying to get, like – my, my slider velo up because I want that to be more of a harder pitch than my breaking ball or, or my curveball. And I want like that velo differential by like good five to six because my, my uh, change up's already like 10 lower. And so I'm trying to get my fastball up to 
probably 88, 89, but I'm trying to sit, like, sit higher. Probably try to sit, like, between 84 to 85. And then just get, like, my slider up to, like, 74. And just have my curveball sticker, like, 70 at, like, what it is right now. Yeah. So you guys have spent a lot of time around each other at the field the last five, six years. Yep. Andrew, tell us, Andrew, tell us something about Zach's pregame routine or at the field that, that not a lot of people know. He spends a lot of time doing his plyos. No, he's no one really knows the like effort of plyos that you really need to do, but he he does, and he like takes a while to like make sure his arm doesn't hurt that day or put in the great care that he needs for that day. So it sounds like Zach, you got a pretty solid set routine. Yeah, and sometimes my uh, my travel ball coach yells at me for it because you know how you know how um, those travel games are where they're trying to get where they're trying to get it in between games, right? Yeah, where they're trying to go boom, 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 and it's just like I gotta. It's just like when there's a game playing and then there we're the game after. I have to show up like 30 minutes before just to get my warm up going, just so when I get on the field, I still have that additional 20, 25 minutes to finish up and throw, throw the bullpen, throw the bullpen. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, guys, you know, the, the college guys in, in the summer don't even have like, you know, a struggle sometimes with their routine. So, I mean, was that something that you've always, how did that develop? I guess is my question to, to have something uh, like that. Well, so my dad pitched and pitched pro ball for seven to eight years. And he's like, Zach, you need a routine that you do every time. So I just started building one, you know, and I, I go from stretching to bands, to plyos, to long toss, then to the bullpen. And that's just how I've been every single time I throw. In the days that I don't throw, I just do stretching bands, plyos, and I'll, and I'll throw up to like 60, 90 feet. I'll ask you the same question about Andrew. What, what, you know, what's unique about him at the field that maybe we don't necessarily know that you've seen over the last few years? Um, I've, I've started to see him do plows and bands now to work on his arm care. Actually, uh, I started seeing that this high school year, saw him like put like more time into it and really trying to like work on building arm strength. I feel like, and before practice and even, and before games, I just see him doing it. And so I think that will really help him. Andrew, I guess that kind of goes into what you're saying about, you know, building up that arm is, is really a, a huge priority for you and, that comes from doing the right things. Yeah, I didn't really understand the stretching and plyos for and band work until I had, I, to, I had to teach him that stuff. But until I until I really understood how much it does for your arm. When I first did my bands and plyos and I started to throw, I was like, my arm feels really loose right now. I can throw like four hundred feet. I was like, I'm gonna it's just consistency for me as well consistency with the bands and just built a habit and then like you want to do it to make your arm feel good definitely oh do you uh, do you know like that cupping stuff mm-hmm. so i did so a kid on my team his name's tucker he's from ohio he brings his cupping set to georgia because he drove and i i put it on like my bicep my tricep like all over and it felt so good. And then I sent a picture to my mom. Mom's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> no clue what it was. And I still have the picture. It was actually really funny. She's got She sees all the bruising, right? She sees yeah, she just sees like circle bruisings like this yeah. on my arm. What are you guys doing to each other after the game, right? Yeah. 
one part of your uh, do you guys either one of you have like a go-to game day you know bump day you know meal ritual anything like that no mcdonald's for me very very nutritious pre-game oh, I, remember, oh, I remember that Zach's dad would always bring us McDonald's before the game. He's like, you yeah. better get And I would have to, because I would just be in the outfield, and I'm like, I'm hungry before I play. And so he, he would just pick us both up McDonald's. And I think that's the, that's, that was in, like, the game stretch where I think Andrew hit, like, five home runs in two games. He's like, if you don't go three for three. And, that's when, three and then that's when Andrew's mom was like, you got to do that for him before every game now. If you don't get two burgers with fries, you're not going to do well. We're going to McDonald's now. Yeah. All right. We got it. Sounds like an NIL deal with McDonald's is what we're looking for here. Yeah. Hey, you know, if, if you're hitting 400 foot bombs, I wouldn't change it. <laughs> right. Might, might wreck the insides, but who cares? We're hitting bombs. <laughs> um, I guess last question for you guys. Um, team goal for, for 23. Um, I want to, so, uh, we're playing a harder schedule this year. Mm -hmm. So I think that will help us obviously get better. Um, because I think we're playing more like offering schools. I think we're going to start playing like the Del Bartons, like the Passaic Techs. Yeah. We moved up in conference. So that's when now we're going to be starting to play like Somerville regularly, like all like the bigger schools. Yeah. I think that will help us obviously get better. Um, but I think our main goal as a team is to get back to Prep B in Somerset County and win. You know, because I think that we took a big toll from losing those two. But yeah. I think we're going to have a pretty good shot again to win those two if we can get back to it. And I'm thinking same, right? That's that's pretty much the goal and everybody. When you're that close, I guess it can either frustrate you or make you work harder as a team. Do you see kind of like that second thing being what happens? I just really want to win counties. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, you guys certainly have the uh, the capability and the talent to do so. Um, best of luck. And and certainly thank you for taking some time together uh, to stop on and, and talk about, uh, you know, the summer, your experiences and, uh, and Rutgers Prep Baseball. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's this episode of the future. We will catch everybody out at the field.